I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host Peter, joined as usual by Tom and Donnie. How are you doing, Donnie? Hi, I'm fine, thank you. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not too bad. Right, we'll go do our usual. We'll jump into our league first. Top three, there is no change. So number three, E6 Hammers, 1033 points. Second, McColgan, 92 1051 points and first still Melvin Melvino 1070 points. So I've noticed that number four, number five is creeping up there is Tom and Donny. So he's a, right. Yeah, again, not bad. I'm <laughs> a fairly top ten again in that league, so I'm not taking that one. The big league's where it's at. That's what I think. <laughs> right, over to our score for week and rank, as I'm the lowest the lowest rank, I'll go first. So I had 73 points this week, which is not too bad return. Take me back up to 139th the world. So after like a bad week last week, kind of corrected it. And the points were as follows. Marshall, two points. Captain Taft, 22. Porteous, one. Scales, eight. Taylor, one. Spittle, nine. Haksabanovich, 10. Armstrong, 10. Jota, one. Morellas, vice-captain, one. Miosky, eight. And Mayo, on the bench for six points, was quite annoying because i seen... Greg Taylor getting warmed up with 10 minutes to go and I was like because I knew that was at the one point in our back so Tony how'd you go this week score rank okay so I had a, a much better um, performance this week um, I got 65 points for the week um, I made two changes one was Portis out for Cochrane um, and then I changed my non-playing player who's a red flag for Montano at Livingston so I managed to get a free transfer out of that so points were heart and goals for two Captain Taft, 22, Cochran, 4, King, 1, Jota, 1, Montano, 3, Armstrong, 10, Ayunga, 10, Shanklin, 3, Giacomacus, 1, and Miofsky, 8. Um, I think Shanklin was a nice captain, he didn't return there. So, 65 points, uh, global score of 1009, which is a nice green arrow, up 10 places to 27th. So, starting to mix it with the top 20 soon, I hope. Okay, Tom, over to you. Uh, red arrow for me this week. I'm down to 45th. Uh, I got a total of 54 points in goals. I had Roos for six points. My defence was Solemn for three, Strain for one, Yakaviti for one, Captain Tav with 22, and Taylor one. Midfield was Younger with 10, and Yota with one. And up front, I had Shanklin for three, uh, Furuhashi for two, who was the vice captain, and uh, the Duke Lopez, four points. 
Right, okay, so before I get into the Zulk stuff, that's why I run for a couple of housekeeping stuff. So, like we mentioned the last couple of pods, and I will be mentioning the next couple of pods going forward, the FFS Royal Rumble is opened. The kickoff will be the next game week day, so get your entries into me. It's 30 plus so far, so I think last year we had over 60, so I'd like to think we can get close to that again, so I can do different groups. So, if you've been swearing on it, him and Horn, think it's too late, it's not too late, go for it, just DM me. Uh, old friend of the pod, Gunnar, is making up new graphics for us, so once I get the new graphics made up, we'll be post that out, so again, you can reply to that to get entry, entry as well. And starting Thursday this week, me and Donny, I don't know if Tom will make it much weeks, but me and Donny will be covering the World Cup, no, that's a shake of the head, that's a definite <laughs> no by Tom there. Uh, we'll be covering the World Cup on the Thursday, and Tom will probably still keep us with the Tuesday, Tom, just World Cup on Tuesday. Oh, yep, yep, I'll be on Tuesdays. Yep, so Tuesday, Thursday, we'll kind of alternate, try to keep it up to date with it. Uh, We're going to be taking part in the two games. Well, I'm taking part in four. But for the podcast, we're all taking part in two. The official game, so we'll probably do a preview on that on Thursday. The rules, people going through the rules, the league, and the Sky game, because it's got a 10k prize for the winner. So I don't think anyone's going to win it, but we'll take part in it. So two very different games for planning for the game. You can't do it as a game, but again, we'll cover that Thursday. We'll look through it, maybe some slight team reveal we've got so far. And we we'll should have the league set up by then as well. I'll work on that either tonight or tomorrow, and I'll also post them on Twitter. And You can join and take a part and try to beat your favorite podcasts. Podcasters, <laughs> right? That's the uh, housekeeping out of the way. Back to the nitty gritty. So, the results this week, I'm the right bit, yep, okay. So we had early kick-off Saturday, St. Mirren 1, Rangers 1. Then we had Johnson 1, Motherwell 1, Kilmarnock 1, Hibs 0, Hearts 1, Livingston 1, Celtic 2, Ross County 1, Aberdeen 1, Dunyard 0. So all finished up Saturday. That is us to late December. So Tom, what do you take us away? Yep. So uh, first up, we've got the fixture of the weekend, St. Mirren 1, Rangers 1. <laughs> uh, a younger with the goal and... Uh, Tav scored the penalty for Rangers, which was won by Ryan Kent. Uh, most notable in the lineups was the uh, the fact that Cholak was missing this week. Uh, Morelos took his place. I've seen a few people on Twitter going for 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 him as their, their transfer in, but didn't really work out. Um, looking at the stats, no Rangers player managed more than a single shot on target. Uh, however, a younger managed two, so he was deserving of the goal. Uh, Rangers really need to regroup over the, the World Cup period. Um, they're sitting nine points behind Celtic, so they're starting to fall behind a little bit. So we'll, we'll see what happens with the manager situation as well. That's, that's an interesting one. In terms of the players, Tav always seems to deliver despite the results. Um, blanks are really rare for him, and he's still the go-to captain in my opinion. Um, probably have to consider the other Rangers' assets. Um, Donny, perhaps you can let us know what the situation is with Cholak injury-wise. In terms of St Mirren, uh, doing so well so far this season. Uh, I still think a younger is a, a good option, though he had been a bit quiet since returning from his uh, three matches away. But uh, the defence have done quite well. They did well to keep Rangers at bay as well. Um, and they've got a nice double after the, the World Cup break as well in the form of Motherwell and Hearts. So Rangers, uh, Donny, what do you think? I think uh, at the moment the three of us could set up a team to to stop Rangers. It's just so easy when they play away 
Um, I don't think any of us would have been surprised at the result or the performance. So, um, as soon as St Mirren scored, that was me. I put my phone on airplane mode and just walked away because <laughs> I just can't be bothered right now. Um, so, yeah, poor away form. Um, little, no creat- creativity during the game. And Morelos just didn't really seem that interested. Those who did make the move... Peter, you were one of them, mm. were rewarded with a stupid yellow card at the start of the second half. It was that free kick that led to St Mirren getting down the pitch and subsequently scoring from Ayunga. Um, Ayunga, like probably all of us, we just put him on the bench uh, and, and he returned. He also scored against Celtic um, when they beat them. So he's certainly somebody that you can rely on. Interestingly, Rangers equalised from a penalty that wasn't given. It just shows again that referees... And don't like awarding Rangers penalties. Um, he actually booked Ryan Kent and then had to overturn it. Um, and Tav does what he does and slotted it away. But for me, I welcome the break because it means that Rangers can't spoil my weekend for a month now. So that's happy days. In terms of the injuries, Tom, you mentioned about Cholak there. He's just out. He's just took a knock um, and had to miss the game. So you can pencil him in um, for the return. Uh, some of the other positions, you've got like so Goldson, Suter, uh, Lawrence, they should all be close to returning um, once the World Cup's over, but we've still got a lot of long-term injuries in there, which has really hampered our season. Um, so yeah, double game week when we come back, we'll just have to keep an eye out. We'll do a podcast before and I'll you know, update you on anything Rangers related then, but happy that there's no more domestic football for a while. Yep. <laughs> and Peter? Uh, then also the second half of the second half of this game. I thought Kent looked quite lively, but I was hearing different online, but it looked okay. The only thing I would take for this game is that uh, the, the fitness state of Morelis, the way he looked and the way he looked disinterested is, I believe that would mean that the argument with Kolak is probably over. Once Kolak's fit, He's nailed the rest of the season. I don't think Morelis yeah. looks interested. He's obviously winged on his contract. So, less as a manager, managerial change, which I, I don't see coming anytime soon right now. I think Kolak's the most nailed striker. You wouldn't have to worry about minutes going to Morelis now. That's my take on that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next fixture up then, we've got Celtic 2, Ross County 1. Uh, for Celtic, the goals came from Turnbull and Haksabanovic. Hitati assisted both. For County, it was Cancola with a penalty. Um, it was uh, awarded after a handball situation by O'Reilly. Um, it's, it's a handball situation which kind of reminded me of the, the calls that we were getting when uh, VAR was initially introduced in the, the English Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, think of the, the, the arguments back. All the pundits were saying, well, what are players supposed to do? They're supposed to cut their arms off because just of the close proximity. Um, but it's, it's food for thought in terms of uh, our Scottish fantasy football. Um, it certainly sheds a bit uh, a bit more focus for us on to, to penalty takers. And I think that's something we maybe need to look at going forward. Um, in terms of the start and 11 for Selic, uh, Kyogo started. Um, I think he'll probably be back in the start and 11 now that European football is over. And in terms of uh, form, Haksabanovic, Seems to be in fine form after he got his first goal for Celtic. It seems perhaps that the, the floodgates are starting to, to open there. Um, Yota never really got risk for this fixture, um, but I could see the, the triple up being Yota, Haksabanovic and uh, Kyogo going forward. 
they do seem to always concede. So defenders, even Carter Vickers, maybe less of an option going forward. In terms of county, um, they're in decent form prior to this. They won the previous two games and they managed to keep an attacking-minded Celtic at bay. Um, maybe the World Cup comes a bit too soon for them as they find their momentum. Uh, they do have St. Johnston in the next game week, but then face Rangers after that. So no double for, for County. And in terms of, sort of players that stand out, I can't really find any. The goals seem to be quite spread around uh, over these past few fixtures. It's kind of hard to pin down a specific player. Um, that's, that was my takeaway from that fixture. What you, what's your thoughts, Peter? Uh, I'm kind of glad for the break. I think we've been looking pretty tired the last few weeks, making a lot of, kind of, a lot of rotation, a lot of sort of mistakes. The VR thing, like you said, it is just straight away. I feel like I'm watching it and it's like watching when it come into the Premiership. It's like as if they, the referees haven't seen this down south. Well, it's great to wait on itself out. Don't mention last week on penalty takers, maybe defenders for Celtic. Not Rangers yet, but eventually it's going to happen. Might not be the best way to go if you're doubling up on them because penalties are going to happen. Until this ironed itself out, probably in the next season, you're the best just going for the midfield to attack for Celtic options, I think, because they are scoring a lot of goals. So, you know, the thing would be is going the right one at the right time. I firmly believe Haxabanovich will be first choice winger with Jota if somebody was fit and available. So I'm happy to stay on him. And like you mentioned, Kyogo probably now. No European get football, no midweek games will be first choice. I, I don't know how the schedule works in December. I would play a lot of midweek games in December. Is there a lot of, yeah. Yes, yeah, so pretty much every every second day so, of a game. So it's probably it's gonna be a rotation again. There will be, but I think it shows you they're both that the first choice will be Kyogo. But again, you could also be lucky and catch him off the bench. One of the wingers comes on and does well with his tired legs and Jackie Marcus. But I think the same it would it would be Kyogo. Hey, Ross County done a kind of crazy, not crazy, a different tactic. They went, they marked man-to-man the full game and it seemed to work for big periods. So I don't know if that's something they will keep up with other teams or will they just go back to trying to win games outright. So it's certainly watch the future. Ross County did look good for some big spells in this game until they kind of, they kind of just got up with tired legs. But that's about it. Just looking forward to the break now from my own team's point of view. Warm weather, weather down break. And come back hopefully firing come December. Yep. And Donnie, what's your, what's your view on this one? Yeah, so on penalties, you're not going to have to wait long. I'm going to talk about penalties um, later. And there's a clear and obvious spike as far as they're concerned. So I've done a bit of work on that. But you know, if I was a manager, I'd be actively telling my players, you know, flick the ball up. If you're in the box, you know, flick it up. Because it's almost a penalty nine times out of ten. And, and that one, that's probably one of the worst ones I've seen. Because I don't think he could have done anything um, to get out of the way. I don't think he even knows it's hit him at one point. But this is just the way it goes. Um, Settle concede another penalty. And as I mentioned last week, um, clean sheets are starting to become less and less. Um, So in terms of premium defence and Celtic, it's getting wiped out week on week. So that's going to be something to think about if we're going to be using wild cards. Uh, Hatate also got both assists. Good all-round performance from him. He's a Kylan silent player that operates in midfield and, and can return. But I don't see the break causing Celtic any concerns. They should be good to go um, when they come back. You know, don't have a huge amount going to the World Cup. Like I said, Ivanovic wasn't really getting a game anyway. 
Um, Mieda is out of favour and Carter Vickers, that's probably your main ones. Um, going away, they should all come back okay. On a wild card, I probably would go double Celtic midfields. Um, I would take take out uh, any defensive assets, push it in the midfield. And as Peter says, probably Haksabanovic and Chota seem like it would be a good match. And then Kiel go up front. So that's how I would go going forward. Ross County, they had a couple of back-to-back wins, which is good. It kind of pulls them away from the bottom two. Um, they'll fancy their chances against St. Johnston, but with Rangers after that, it's hard to target any of their assets. Um, so for me, they're still in a void. Yep. Uh, next fixture up, we've got Hearts 1, Livingston 1. Um, Hearts got the equaliser. It was Ginelli in the 97th minute, so perhaps a little bit unlucky for Livingston. Um, Livingston, the goal came from Stephen Kelly with an assist from Shinney. Uh, Sean Kelly had his penalty saved by Gordon. A little flick of the foot there. Um, looking at Hearts, Shankland, uh, he had nine shots in this game, four of which on target. And he missed five big chances, according to Sofa score. So um, got a bit unlucky there. A bit unlucky with your vice captain there, Donny, because um, he seemed to be quite active during the, the game. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they come back from the break, because I think they're another team that perhaps need to regroup and start focusing on the league now that European uh, football's over there. In terms of Sean Kelly, I, I think he's an interesting option, despite um, having the penalty saved uh, in his previous five game weeks to this fixture, his points were 8, 5, 1, 6 and 8. He got zero points this game week, but um, had he scored a penalty, it could be a, a different story there. So he's certainly one I'm keeping an eye on. He's scored two penalties and missed two penalties for Livingston. So hopefully he's not off penalties, but we'll we'll need to see what happens there. Um, Livingston do have a double following the World Cup. They've got Dundee United at home and Celtic away. Uh, there's a good chance of a, a clean sheet versus... Um, Dundee United there and with, with VAR you never know um, penalties could get awarded awarded against Celtic again um, so Sean Kelly seems to be an interesting wild card pick for me uh, Donny what, what, what's your thoughts? Yeah so we talked about Kelly last week um, he's almost out of position um, in the Livingston defence he is more of a midfielder who takes um, a lot of their set pieces Um I had him on the bench, so when I seen that Kelly had scored, I was a bit like the week before, looking for my points, only to realise it was Stephen Kelly. Um, looking forward to Peter saying nice things about Craig Gordon after his penalty save, but he <laughs> kind of dived the wrong way and got his foot on it, so I guess... Got unlucky, yeah. He, he was unlucky with the kick, uh, and Rolls was sent off. Um, again, it was a VAR decision, and they pulled it back, and he was sent off. But yeah, I do like Hearts. I think you're right. I think they do need the break, having had their European adventure. Um, and I think Shankland, that's the reason I bought him in ahead of the double game week. I thought he would do a trick. I took in Cochrane. Um, he got two bonus points, um, which you know it's not too bad when you lose a clean sheet. He made up some other points there. So I've got two Hearts assets at the moment. I've got Kelly. Um, they've got a double game week as well, so I'll probably keep him in my team. Remember, I've used my wild card, so I have to load up in advance. So I'm quite happy with the, the assets that I've got there. But the break's probably coming at a good time, uh, certainly for Hearts. Livingston, they'll be annoyed that they didn't hold out. You know, the strikes are so late in the game and would be disappointing. But they've had a good start to the season. There's no reason why they can't push on um, with the fixtures that they've got. Peter, anything to add there? 
Tony called it a jammy penalty save because of it. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, this is a running joke. I think Livingston look really, really good. I think they just look more organised, more set up as it goes on. I mean, when I looked at the... Obviously, it's a bit soon to talk about it, but my, my wild card's activated for the next game, double game week, and I want to see Livingston players in there because I think regardless of what happens, they're, I'm not saying they're, they're fixture-proof, obviously not, but did, I wouldn't... It wouldn't surprise me to rock up anywhere apart from coming to Glasgow and getting points of any team. So for me, having three players in there, I mean, the next game away is uh, after that's Hibs, I think. I wouldn't both me playing two players again in that game to strike as you start trying to build your team back into normality after the double game week. But uh, Hearts probably one of the, the, the team, maybe apart from Rangers herself, will probably benefit from the break the best. They'll go away, they'll get players back. I, mean, I think around the day they're they're going to a warm weather camp as well, aren't they? And they're trying to organise some fixtures for the Celtics and players back up to speed. So regardless of what the format, they should come back with a bigger, better, more fit squad, more players to pick from. So maybe after that, defenders might be an option again. And I know I joke with Craig Gordon, but realistically, all season he's had four players in front of him that really aren't put together with sticky tape and blue tack all week. So <laughs> to see how it comes after the break, I've got my own Shankland. I don't know if I can fit. Because they're quite pricey, with the third prices in terms of players, I don't know if we would treble up. Maybe just double up after the the break. Uh, but that's about it. Yeah, I thought Longston were probably well worth a win, but the hearts kept them going to the end, and it was a cracking goal for Jarelli, fair enough to mm-hmm. equalise. Yeah. Um, next up, we've got Kilmarnock 1, Hibs 0. Uh, it was Danny Armstrong with the penalty. Uh, seems to be perhaps an emerging talisman there for Kilmarnock. Hibs are struggling without Boyle, it seems. Uh, the confidence is low. And Henderson was, was back on the bench. Uh, Eli Ewan, who's not done too badly this season, he was also benched as well. Um, I don't think I'd probably go near any Hibs players at the minute. Let's see how Boyle gets on through, through the World Cup. But it sounds like he's going to be playing through pain, so I don't know if he's going to be ready to, to come back at, uh, following the, the competition. Uh, they've got Rangers next game week as well, and then two weeks later they've got Celtic, so perhaps maybe one to a team to come off for the time being. Uh, in terms of Kilmarnock, uh, they've uh, had a kind of mixed bag of results recently. Uh, the, the battle of the cheap midfielders rages on between Danny Armstrong and Spittle. Uh, Spittle also co- scored this weekend, so we'll come to that later on. Um, there's no double game week for Kilmarnock. Um, they're away to Hearts. Um, but I do like Armstrong as a, as a cheap enabler, and he's obviously on penalties as well so that's another another bonus um, probably something that uh, Donny's going to highlight later on. Uh, Mayo was back in the starting 11. Uh, he could also be a, a cheap enabler uh, as Kilmanic seemed to have started to get uh, occasional clean sheets again. Peter, what, what, what do you reckon? Yep, uh, first of all Armstrong, I'm glad that we got I think me and Donny got on roughly the same time right four yeah. or five game weeks ago when he emerged and he was playing the advanced number 10 I was like right, that's my man He's a new contract, so I'm assuming the contract was signed. He's been told that he's going to be a big part of the future plans, so I don't think you worry about minutes. He's, he's nailed. He's so cheap. He's currently not in my team right now because of the wildcard, but, I mean, that's going to be one of my first moves after double game week. I'm moving back to him. No problem. Cash here for him. I've got Spittle as well, and to be honest, I think both of them are good because <sighs> Hibs look off the boil. The wild, another thing back to the wildcard, the first two players out of my wildcard were Portis and Marshall. Just delete them out straight away because I don't want anything to do with them. Boyle coming back for the World Cup. Tom, you mentioned uh, 
he's playing through the pain barrier. I don't expect Stray to get very far, let's be honest, but I think when he comes back, he'll be rested. And unless they upturn the form of the whole team, uh, I'm not interested in going back to the ball anytime soon either. Unless there's maybe, another, maybe it could be another change in manager again for Hibs because uh, the American owner's quite trigger happy with that kind of stuff. Kilmarnock, mm. uh, I think you say they both hot and cold, they look good one week, they look bad another week, they look, sometimes look really decent defensively, and then they're going to get scalped off Dungeon United a week later. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. They'd be an interesting team, I think, come January, if McInnes gets some money to spend and rebuild the squad some more and see what they look like after that. Because he's got the makings a decent team there. I think they will pull away from the relegation zone. I think it's just got enough about them. It's depending on what he can do in January. But if you've got a cheap player like Mayo, and he's coming on every so often, he's a bench trick, when you're ready him. If you've got, uh, obviously, Armstrong, if you don't have him, I think you need to get to him because he's going to start raising in price like a younger than the start of the season. And before you know it, you've, you've missed out and then you've lost all that money and value. And then is it really that cheap anymore because you've come over the 4 million mark? You're starting to get towards premium territory there. That's, that's get up. Yep. Uh, Donnie? Yeah, so my change this week was to come off the Hibs defence and that was proved correct. They're just leaking goals left, right and centre at the moment. I thought Hibs were unlucky. They had a goal disallowed for offside. Um, I've only seen the one replay of it and to be fair, there didn't look like there was anything in it. Um, and then they got the bad break because Kelly were awarded a penalty that nobody claimed for and it was very soft. But I think that's just a sign of things to come. So yeah, as Peter said, we've both got Armstrong. He's just a good placeholder in midfield. There's not great standouts at the moment. Um, so like to say, him and Spittle, Ayunga, 
they're all taking over quite nicely. Uh, Hibs have Rangers up next. If they don't have Boyle, I'd be happy with that because he's got a good habit of scoring against us. So if he is rested or carrying a knock, I would not be complaining there. Um, and Kamarnik, they don't feature double game week either. So you're you know, on a wild card, you probably would drop Armstrong to make way for somebody else. But he is the kind of player that you can quite easily bring back in. So, yeah, good win for Kilmarnock. Hibs dropping like a stone. Yep. Um, next up, we've got St. Johnston 1, Motherwell 1. Uh, for St. Johnston, it was Dre Wright. And as mentioned, it was uh, Spittle with the goal for, for Motherwell. Um, no returns for Stevie May this week. It feels kind of strange not mentioning his name. Uh, so I will do it anyway. Um, but he did manage a single shot, but it was off target. Um, in terms of other strikers, uh, Molt might be a, an emerging option. He's, he started up front for Motherwell uh, with Van Veen tucked in behind. So that may hinder Van Veen's chances going forward. He's still not really done too much since that big haul that he had um, a good while ago now. Um, Molt uh, did manage a couple of shots and he did miss a big chance. So definitely one on the watch list there. Uh, Motherwell's fixtures post-World Cup are St Mirren at home, Kilmarnock at home, Rangers away, Livingston away, Hibs at home and County at home. So a fairly nice run. Um, Spittle, obviously another cheap enabler as well. Um, you could perhaps be using him for the for the bench trick. Um, Motherwell not had a lot of clean sheets recently. I'm still holding uh, Solom, so I think he'll be one that'll see the door on my wild card during the, the World Cup period. Um, I don't see him getting a lot of attacking returns either. Uh, what's your thoughts on this one, Donny? Game-wise, not really much to, to talk about. It wasn't the, the best of games, but Spittle is definitely a standout name in the game at the moment. When I changed my bench trick player, it was between him and Montano for Livingston. I normally picked the Livingston player because they played double game week. Um, so whilst he did... Um, get me points, uh, I've lost out on the goal but Spittle, again they, they don't have them, you're probably not going to have them in your wild card but uh, he'd be another change um, that you'd want to bring in because um, they do have reasonable fixtures um, but game wise, as I say nothing, nothing to write home about Yep, Peter? Yep, not much to add game wise uh, I, I do kind of fear from other world, they do seem to be slipping down in the table and they don't look like they've got the results in them right now, I know the manager did say if they're playing well, it'll come, so that remains to be seen. We always talked about Van Veen being only one from the world constantly, but now I have been on Spittle for the, to bench trick for a long time, so Spittle's kind of, it's always been one I'd wanted to kind of replace, but I think I mentioned before, there's always been a fire elsewhere to put out, and Spittle's returned just steadily along. I've got him and Armstrong, so I think eventually I'll get back to the two and use one, just, just follow the other, they get a sweeter fixture, play, let you go elsewhere. Took him out on the wild card. I've done, I'm lucky to reveal my wild card, but pretty much Donny's transfer this week is what I've already done because I'm on a wild card. So Spittles went to Montano because he's one point, he's one point one cheaper, I think. So easily double game week. See what happens after that fixture run. Probably go back to Spittle pretty soon after it. I've not put any great detail about my, all my transfers because I just want to maybe have, I like the core of my team. So eventually I'll go back to the core of my team. And obviously things can happen over the space three or four game weeks as he take it on on board with that. But uh St Johnson as well they look a lot better than being the start of the season and I think if they double if they had a double game week I'd have one of their players in as well. 
I do fancy having either the keeper or the defender. As Tony mentioned last week, spreading your defenders out, there's really no point in clean sheets now. Just try to catch one. So I think come after the double game week, it'll be either the St. Johnson keeper for me or a defend, one of the cheaper defenders just to kind of spread my defensive assets about. Yeah. And they've got Ross County anyway, so looks good after the World Cup. Um, our final fixture then, the, the, the Saturday night, 6 o'clock, it was uh, Aberdeen 1, Dundee United 0. Uh, Miofsky with the penalty, and it was won by the Duke. Uh, so I think it's a tough one to choose between these two. Miofsky obviously got braced last game week as well. However, he was quite quiet prior to that, whereas the Duke's kind of been ticking along, getting more frequent returns. Uh, Miofsky is obviously on penalties, which is a big attraction, um, given the, the the introduction of VAR here in Scotland. Um Dundee United, it's, it's a hard avoid for me just now. I don't really think they're offering anything. I know we kind of touched on Tony Watt a wee while ago, but uh, he's not really offering us anything at all. Um, looking at defence-wise, um, that was the first clean sheet for Aberdeen, having conceded in the last four game weeks. However, Roos is still the third highest scoring goalkeeper, so it just kind of goes to show uh, clean sheets are kind of all over the place just now. There's not really any sort of massively con- consistent team. You could perhaps argue maybe St Mirren with Carson might be a better option, but um, that's something to be debated. Donny, you like to talk about Aberdeen? <laughs> oh, always. Um, a good bounce back from the, the 4-0 scale-up in United gave them a few weeks ago. But yeah, the Duke-Miofsky partnership coming good again. Um, Goodwin did say that Miofsky would stay on pens. He, he missed the one... Um, in the midweek and Duke took it so for that reason I, I stuck with Miofsky um, and he returned so that was good um, although Aberdeen do play Rangers and Celtic I think having a player on penalties um, for both those games does offer value so I would probably hold on Miofsky um, and then they do have good fixtures after that so for me I wouldn't be against that in a wildcard situation. I think Dundee United, the, you know, they had a, a good result against Kilmarnock, but they were poor in this game. Um, they're going to need to sort things out during the break, otherwise they could see themselves becoming detached at the bottom of the league. So certainly nobody there that you would want to, to move towards. But good win for Aberdeen. I think they're, are they third now? Yeah, they're third by a couple of points. So they'll be happy with that, although they've had some patchy away form. But no, happy days. Yep. Peter, anything to add there? Was he our dealers FC, Aberdeen? Dunn <laughs> uh, United is a, a strong note. Yeah, I, 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 I was duped to be about a couple weeks ago and I thought they looked like they were upturned, but obviously that was just a flash to pan type moment. I'm not interested in their players right now. Maybe it's interesting to see how they look after the break when the managers actually take work with them, see if they come back flying, but until you see it, not interested. Aberdeen, yep. Leofsky and... Lopez is a two wild card because, as Tony said, even after the, the wild card games are the kindest, the fixtures are actually decent after it. So, I've got me Oski right now. He's on pens, obviously, it's good. But I've been kind of messing about with the wild card, and obviously, that 0.6 or 0.5 is a lot of money to spread. So, it's whether you want to take a two week punt on Lopez to outscore Mioski. To get to strengthen somewhere else. Ah, this depends on what I do. I mean, if I want to fit a young gun, for example, I would need to downgrade Mayovsky. It's sweet. I'm, it's not, I'm not looking at great detail right now. It's just, it's, it's just as Tom mentioned before, do these two players outscore these two players? Don't look at Mayovsky on his own. Well, Mayovsky and some other 
outscore Lopez and Ayunga. And that's kind of, I'm kind of thinking of him a wildcard team. And he's only one transfer away from getting him back in anyway. And I don't expect him to do crazy damage against Celtic Rangers. But then again, the way we've been playing, the way the referees, you get a pain like nowhere. So that's a danger that can go back and bite you. Uh, that's pretty much it. Aberdeen, obviously, uh, just to, I'll mention something that Donnie mentioned last week. If you're on a wild card, you've got skills in your team, get him out because he won't be a double game week player if you can't play against Celtic. So don't make that mistake. You've got him in, I think you're getting two games and you won't get him. So either it was just a sidestep move to, is it the captain, Stuart? Yeah. He's, he's, I think he's point one cheaper, so you can move there for a week. If you want to, if you want to have a double up defence, or Aberdeen, sorry, a defender, and then go back to skills if you wanted to, but to me, I think he's out of the team now. I don't see him coming back in. No, they're going elsewhere for the time being. They're quite leaky to back, mind you, after all. So, Yep. Um, so that concludes the fixtures and we're on to the, the top 10 of the week. Um, so top 10 as, forward, as follows. Uh, number one, we've got Stephen Kelly with 12 points. He's obviously a midfielder at Livingston. Rio Hitati, 11 points. Uh, Celtics midfielder. Tav in there with 11 points. Obviously a defender. Uh, Dre Wright, uh, the St. Johnston midfielder, got 11 points. A younger, 10 points. Uh, Danny Armstrong, Haksabanovic, all 10 points, all midfielders. Uh, Spittle there with nine points. Obviously a midfielder as well. Scales, as you mentioned there, Peter, got eight points. He's a defender. And Turnbull uh, with eight points, midfielder. Uh, given our totals of no goalkeepers, Two defenders, eight midfielders, and no forwards. Yeah, and uh, I think the midfielders that we did mention are kind of the ones that have oh, really? been hitting form. They all seem to be quite popular. A younger Armstrong, Haksabanovic hitting form, Spittle, one we've talked about for quite some time. Uh, Hitati's and also an alternative uh, Celtic midfield option for those looking to make ground. Turnbull probably less so, um, but yeah. Any thoughts on that, Donny? Yeah, I think I had three of those, um, which is good. That's given me the, the green arrow for the week. Um, we're repeating our names um, almost every other week now, and there is a trend. So, as I say, a lot of people will be wildcarding, um, looking at these names and, and, and trying to bring them in uh, for the double game week. So, uh, as I mentioned last week, clean sheets is an absolute lottery, so it's not a surprise that goalkeepers have slowly faded out um, in terms of that and it's goal-scoring defenders that you're maybe trying to eye up. Um, but no, that was good. Peter? Yep, pretty much the same. It's just, it is form players. The only thing would be is obviously now there's a big massive break so form probably will get the window. You're going to just have to see how the players come back and react. Double game week is things to take care of itself and then you'll just give a look after that. Guys like Spittle and Armstrong do still look like they're young, hungry, going for it. So to me, it's no-brainer. If you want to have a, if even if you want to have a wildcard team with some of these players in it, just to, you don't want to have all fifteen or if you're going to bench boost or eleven players or double game week players, you don't really have to do that either if you still want to use your bench trick. But that's something we'll discuss further down the line. I over to Donny because Donny's got a little bit on penalties. Indeed. So talked last time we talked about clean sheets. Um, and that they're slowly disappearing. And the main result of that is the fact that they're getting a lot more penalties um, since the introduction of VAR. So this season, we've had 36 penalties awarded. And since VAR, we've had 19. There's only been about four game weeks. Um, out of those 19, any guesses how much were given by the ref, Peter? 
So the 19 feet, so 19 refs done straight away and not went to VAR? No, 19 have been awarded. Right. So how many did the ref award out of that 19? What's going to be low in tip? Five. Okay, Tom? Yeah, I'll see even low. I'll say three. Okay, well, it is actually five. So five penalties have been awarded and then the rest were given through VAR. So I don't know whether referees are maybe just sort of moving away from the, the decision-making <laughs> process and just hoping that VAR will save them. Um, but, you know, the fact that there's been a, a big upturn in penalties being awarded, that now puts an additional premium on penalty takers for each team. So we just look at the penalties so far this season. Aberdeen lead the way on eight. Motherwell have had five. Livingston Hearts Rangers have had four. Dundee United have three. St Johnston and Hibs have had two. Poor Celtic have only had one. Ross County, Kilmarnock and St Mirren have had one as well. So from that, we can clearly see that Celtic were obviously getting soft penalties in the past and that they've conceded four since the introduction of VAR. So again, referees have been going lightly on Celtic. On the flip side, to show that I'm not being biased, Rangers <laughs> have not conceded any penalties. That's nothing to do with referees. It's more, oh, to do with <laughs> more to do with the fact that we're just so easy to score against at the moment. So teams don't need penalties. So if we have a look at who we can target... Um, and possibly bring into the team. So if we start off with Celtic, well, they've only had one penalty this season and it was missed by Giacomakis, so it's quite hard there. Juranovic has been the main penalty taker, uh, and I guess until they get another one, uh, it's going to be difficult to, to put a pin on that one. But as I say, they've only had one, so you're not missing out on much. Rangers, well, obviously Tavernier, the man can miss as many penalties as he wants. We're always going to pick him, um, so you don't have to worry about that. Aberdeen, the fact that they lead the way on eight penalties, only one was missed. Um, and Miofsky has taken the majority of them, and as I say, good one stuck by him. So Miofsky's a stick-on uh, as far as that's concerned. Livingston, we've talked about Livingston. It's been Sean Kelly. He has missed two now. Um, so he could easily be taken off. And I know that Obelai used to take penalties before him. So again, that's just something you're going to have to watch. But the fact that Kelly, as I said, is sort of out position, he's probably still somebody that you want in your team. Hearts has always been Shankland. Um, and I guess that's a, a good one there. St. Johnston, um, it was Graham Carey that took the last one. Um, so again, it's hard to tell any patterns, but he seems to be the penalty taker there. Uh, St Mirren have only had one, it was Ayunga, so I don't see any reason for that to change. Hibs, it would be Boyle. Um, again, that might change with he's not playing. Motherwell, it was Van Veen, however, Moat took the last one. Ross County, Cancola, Kilmarnock, it's Armstrong. Um, but what you need to watch there is it might be Lafferty. He's obviously serving the suspension, um, so it could easily be him when he returns. And for Dundee United, it would be Fletcher, although McGrath has taken one as well. So even from this list, we can see there's some fancy standouts there. Tav, Miofsky, Shanklin, Boyle um, are all going to be ones that have a, an extra premium. Kelly, as I say, he's decent, but he has missed two. I suppose the break comes at a good time. And Ayunga, again, he's out of position, so penalties is a bonus for him. The rest of the teams, they probably don't pose that much threat in terms of penalties, but it's always worth considering. I'm not saying pick a team solely based on penalty takers, but if we cast our mind back to last season, Lewis Ferguson was the second top point scorer behind Tavernier in a team that finished 10th in the league. And that's because Aberdeen had so many penalties. So power of the penalties is going to become more of a factor uh, than it ever has been before. Uh, and it's probably going to you know, alter your thinking of 
you know, if you're wanting to pick Duke or Miofsky, Miofsky on pens for me just tips the scales. So that was it. It was just a little bit of, of penalty work that I thought would be um, useful going forward. Anything on that, Tom? Uh, no, sound thinking given the, the, the big uptrend in, in penalties. Obviously, VAR's a big factor with that. And, Who do you uh, think will take Celtic's next penalty if they ever get one? Juranovic, no? Probably Juranovic, aye. Yeah. I'd say so. Now that European football's over, he was, he was getting a lot of rest in the, the league, but I think now that it's over, he'll be back on them again. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that. No, that's good, good work. Uh, obviously, that, it, it helps. I mean, if you're, if you're struggling with the transfer, you want to bring some in, then if you would say if you were between Kelly and Obelai, like you said, then obviously we just go towards the one with the penalties. Obviously, every so often you guys will miss penalties. You'll get points to off you, but this is just what's going to happen. If they miss too many penalties, no bone them anymore. Then you have to go somewhere else. But I think that's a good, a good way of bringing players in and kind of. I wouldn't build a full team like you said around them. It's a bit silly to do that. But three or four penalty takers, and we'll see how many penalties are being took week in week out until this all irons itself out and becomes a yeah. norm. Because it will eventually get back to the way FPL worked. I'm pretty sure I've already heard that referees had meetings with the clubs and stuff like that about. Over rules, manager are moaning all the time, so they want the rules dis- exactly what that's going to be and explain the decision. It's going to get it's going to get to level where it'll start becoming normal again. Defenders will learn how to defend. You see in the FPL every week, defenders are going in with their arms behind their back, arms out their side. Even like dodgy decisions that often what Newcastle game I watched the weekend where it flicked up a player's arm and if it didn't even think twice about a penalty. So it, it will become the norm and it will even it's, it will. Iron itself out over hopefully, hopefully space of this season and it's not going to next season. But yeah, penalty takers is a good way to improve your squad as it stands right now. Yep, totally agree. Definitely. Right, is that us then? Yeah. We have no questions this week as I thought people have had enough, not interested now. <laughs> they want the break. So we will be back. Obviously, we're not covering Scottish game for a while, but if then. Anything breaks, we can discuss it. But we will look up for now for the next four weeks. Me and Donnie on a Thursday and the threes on a Tuesday. Like I said before, uh, we'll be playing the Scottish game. The Scottish game? We will be playing the official game and the Sky game. <coughs> I, will get the, I will get the links up and organised shortly so you will see them on my Twitter feed. And again, the FFS Royal Rumble is opened. If you're thinking about playing, just take part. You can't get knocked out in the first week. Nobody can get embarrassed. It's going to be at least three weeks before you knock out any competition. And again, it's a good bit of fun and you get to see you're playing. It's good for the community and it's a good bit of banter. Who's the champion? Melbourne, isn't it? Melbourne's the champion. Yeah. Yep. So he's looking to retain his crown and remain on for the half of fantasy postcard Grand Slam. If he can pull that one off, that's some going. So I'll let you go. Donnie, any plugs? Get him in before we go. Uh, so you'll get me at FFS underscore Donny. Tom? And I'm FFS underscore Scott. I'm at Fantasy Half. So thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you in a couple of days' time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.